In a world where knowledge is power, listen to industry-leading experts discuss the future of digital currency. Welcome to the Crypto Untangled podcast. Learn the ins and outs of cryptocurrency and blockchain and take your wealth to the next level. Now, here is your host, Dr. Budib. Welcome to this episode of Crypto Untangled. I'm happy that you are with me today. Can you tell us please a little bit about yourself and about Deadhead Project? Yeah, sure. Personally, I've been doing this kind of lowbrow art for pretty much the majority of my life. I've probably sort of the last 10 years or so got into it a little bit more, dabbled in graphic design for other things. I've done like livery design and stuff for vehicles and and all kind of things. But my I've always enjoyed doing this kind of um, illustration, just a little bit of nonsense on the side, a little bit of fun. And yeah, when I, when I discovered that um, the NFTs were a thing, I'd always wanted to get involved with trading cards. I always thought trading cards were cool. Um, I used to collect basketball cards when I was younger and also things like the, the garbage pail kids and things like that. So I figured uh, when I seen the NFTs and I could do something like that, I thought this is right up my alley and just jumped straight in, started the Deadhead Project. So used a lot of the, um, the artworks that, I had already um, a release series one, uh, mm-hmm. sort of just dived into that without really knowing what I was doing. I learned an awful lot. I was actually manually creating all the packs for that one. So people would buy a pack and I'd manually send the contents out. And then I, I found out how to actually create packs with using the Nefty Blocks app and use that for series two. And yeah, it's going strong now. So yeah. I'm happy to hear that. So how did you develop your career basically? And uh, what does your work aim to say? As far as developing, like uh, the illustrating part of it is, has never been such a career or such. I mean, this is at the moment, it's probably most the biggest part of it being a career that it's ever been for me. But yeah, it, it's always just been a hobby. And I, like I said, I've drawn from day dot and I've always uh, tried to, to learn new ways to do illustration, I always take something different on at a time, I do little like commission pieces for people here and there. As far as developing it, it's just been a matter of, you know, learning new styles. Obviously, at some point, I used to draw on pen and paper and I learned how to go to digital. And, you know, you just got to move with the times with that sort of thing. And as far as what I wanted to say, me, this is how my mind works. Um, it's a little bit messed up at times, but I wouldn't say I'm actually going out there trying to project a, a message or anything. It's just whatever's in my head at the time. And I just like putting a bit of humor into it and, yeah, making it interesting. Awesome. You said about humor and I've seen some of your work. I bought some of your very first cars that were there. If you, <laughs> you recall, I messaged you asking, is it really you or somebody present? Yeah. So how can you describe the style? It's it's a bit of comedy. Yeah. As you said, there's a humor inside it. There's the sketches. How was that kind of brought in and by whom were you influenced? Well, initially, I, I was a big fan of um, of comics, but not necessarily your, your comic books as such, more so your, your short line comic strips that you'd see in your newspapers. So it's probably not familiar worldwide, but in Australia and New Zealand, there was a real well-known comic strip called uh, Foot Rot Flats. And the artist that created that was Murray Ball. And he was probably one of my first sort of real influences. And I, I used to try and draw the characters the same as what he did. And then from there, I, I used to be into collecting Mad Magazine. So a lot of this illustration style in Mad Magazines I took on. And I pretty much just copied all the people that I liked for the first, you know, in my teen years. And then towards the end of my teen years and early 20s, I really started to develop my own style. 
And then I got more into artists like Ed Roth and Robert Williams, who are, are more known for their lowbrow work and doing old hot rod and monster style artwork. And then they've done album covers for bands and, and bits and pieces like that. So um, monster art really sort of come into it. Um, yeah, I guess what they call it is, is lowbrow. And yeah, it's always sort of tongue in cheek kind of illustration. Perfect. You've been since a while, basically, a drawing or illustration. What do you like? What do you dislike about it? And what do you like and dislike about the NFT market at the moment, especially with all this flux of NFTs, of projects, of hype? Uh, so after the hype, basically, there was quite a flux of artists or everybody is dropping something. I am not an artist and I am dropping stuff as well. So mm. like, what do you like and dislike about those? Well, there's... Um... As far as the NFT market goes, it's going to be really interesting because it's just a new market that's developed and it's given a lot of artists that really haven't had an outlet to be able to get their art out there to the masses and actually earn something from it. So, you know, for every artist that is out there making money, there's, a you know, 5,000 that aren't. So the first, you know, draw card to it, I think, is being able to sell a little bit of your work. And I see people getting involved with like OpenSea and Rarible and selling their works for four or $5,000. You need to do that. And you just need to be lucky. I think that someone likes your work and you might sell one. I, I like the, the wax market because it's much more low budget. And you can sell, you can mass produce the items a little bit more. Initially, that's sort of the draw card to it. But I think as you get into it, well, for me personally, it's been a real rewarding way to get in touch with fans of my art. So I've brought it out to a whole new market and obviously the community around the Wax blockchain is very, very sort of hands-on and interactive. So I've got my Discord channels and my my Telegram where I'm directly interacting with the people that are buying my art. And I think that's pretty unique in an art market as such. If you, you know if you're selling something on a on a wall at a gallery, you're generally not interacting with those people. So yeah, I, I really like that. that. And that's been the most rewarding thing now. And, you know, I, I chat to people on the regular now that are buying my art. I've got a couple other people developing projects and that, that I, I keep in touch with as well. And yeah, I think the community is the, the best thing. The negative about all that is that, yeah, there is a lot of huge influx in the market. And unfortunately, there's going to be some casualties with that. I feel there are a lot of people coming out there and as more coming to the market, there's going to be less people buying the product. So I think as time goes on, it's going to be much harder for new artists to come into the market. But like anything like this, it will balance itself out over time. And those who you know want to put in the work and, and get a product out there will, should succeed. And those who just want to make a quick buck should get spat out pretty quickly. I've seen, as you said before, that the sale pack in your first city was manual. I remember that I got the drop from you after I got one of the packs. That went good and the Serie 2 is ongoing at the moment. So mm -hmm. how can you comment this, the sale in general on the Wax blockchain? And how did you manage to grow your fan base, uh, your collector base? And what can you do to stand out in such overcrowded market? I think, like I mentioned before, you just, just need to keep in contact with your buyers and your fans. If you go quiet for you know a couple of days in this market, your sales just stop. So you need to constantly be coming up with something new. And that's what I do. And you've got to listen to your fans too. So I um, in series one, I was doing it manually, which was working, but people weren't getting that thrill of the pack opening and it was taking time to get it. And it was also very labor intensive for myself as well. So when I managed to go to the pack opening through Nefty Blocks, that gave 
the people the um the thrill of the opening the pack and now as we move on from that i'm learning new stuff through series two where where people are really starting to look towards pre-minted packs instead of mint on demand because otherwise now it's just a, a race to the first mints whereas we've um pre-minted packs that you know even towards the end of a series sale people can still draw number one minted cards so now i'm in the process of working that out for for future drops obviously there'll be a series three of um a deadhead coming after series two sort of seen its time out i'm also working on another collection at the moment called metalhead which is a, a heavy metal themed collection that should be out hopefully in the next few weeks that is really reliant on nefty blocks ability to do pre-minted packs from they're hard to get info out of but from what i can tell that should be happening in the next couple of weeks and once we're all good for for that we should be launching that that series as well speaking of nfts art speaking of growing the band base and collector base mm-hmm. at the end of the day what's your professional goal i don't really know i'm sort of just rolling with it at the moment and seeing seeing where it goes i'd love to get to a point where i can make this a um you know, my regular income. And so I can throw a little bit more of time into it. It's one of those things because the market does move so quickly. It is a quite a high risk to do such a thing. But yeah, if I can turn um, art into my full-time work, then uh, that's probably the the short-term goal as such. And then from there, who knows, I'd really like to, to get into a lot more collaborating with other artists and getting involved in other people's projects and i hope over time with like the wax blockchain and atomic hub and stuff they make it a little bit easier for people to work together and like share the um the rewards for it so instead of it just being distributed all to to one you know owner it can be spread if you could share a collaboration 50 50 and things like that i think that's really where the where i'll get best reward from it um not financially but as far as just the feeling working with other people that's you know makes you happy in the end Do you have a bit of time to show us a little bit of the collection and maybe a hint on what's coming on in the next few weeks or something? I don't have anything produced for Series 3 at all yet for Series 3 Deadhead. What I do have is some stuff for the Metalhead collection. So this series is based around heavy metal. I'll be doing releases and drops in bands and uh, the way it will go is uh, you can collect the actual band members and then you can, like this one, you can collect uh, merchandise and we'll have uh, tickets and band posters. And the idea is you you open packs and you'll get bits and pieces. And then over time, you can actually blend to get better products. So you might get band posters and you might blend them to get a gig ticket. And then the gig ticket will get you, say, an album or things like that. So they will get the physical item. Oh, no, no. Just the actual... Um, Okay. Uh, the NFTs for them. So it'll be a bit of a mix. You'll have a, a chance of, of drawing the rarer NFTs in packs, but you will also be able to, to blend for them as well. So it's just a bit of fun and it revolves around the, you know, some bands and that. And once I release some other bands, you'll be able to, to blend members from one band with another band to create super groups and awesome. maybe like festival lineups and things like that. So it's a little bit more sort of interactive than Marva, Marva series. So people will be able to sort of build what they want out of there's no sort of end goal to chase this number one top card they can basically use the the cards for whatever they want to build whatever they want over the time but that's awesome you will be giving away one of your series two ultra packs so mm-hmm. i sent you a link before for a random number selection uh, uh, yes let me just check the total number of yasui mm-hmm. so i sent you this link for one of my collection nfts called yasui so we have 50 out of it so far and to give even chance to everybody who's a holder of this nft now you can mm-hmm. just go to the random.org and put from one to 50 and generate 
calculator number. Whomever have this one, we will fetch him. Get the pack. Yeah. Mm -hmm. we'll get All it. right. Uh, we'll hit generate. Good luck to everyone. That's number? Number seven. Congratulations to number seven, whomever he is. And yeah, he will be the winner of one ultra pack from your collection. We hope that they will start collecting your artwork. That'll be good. Yeah, it will be pretty good. It's a kind of way to introduce people to new things. I think this guy is already a uh, deadhead collector. Don't tell me. It's my wallet. Can I say? That's your wallet, isn't it? Yeah. Thank you so much, Kyle, for giving us the chance to be the first podcast to host you. Now I will open it for you. Please speak freely about your plans, although you spoke some before or you mentioned, but you are free to mention whatever you want about your plans. If you want to add anything, please freely speak about collaboration maybe that you would like to share. The air is for you. Yeah, excellent. Well, yeah, firstly, thanks for, for having me on. And thanks to all those people that have bought packs and started collecting. I hope you enjoy them. Like I said, I, I spoke about what we've got upcoming, so I won't go too much on that. But I just want to sort of urge people to to have a look around and, you know, really buy into some of these smaller um, independent collections. You know, we get on the, the wax chain, we get some really big drops from some big um you know, big companies. So it's good every now and then to look down at these smaller guys and, and help them out because, uh, you know, majority of it's going directly to them. A lot of them are, haven't had a chance to basically draw any income from their art from a, for a lot of pretty much all their careers. So it gives an opportunity for that to happen. And there's some really cool projects around. I follow a few. Um, I've just um, helped uh, Matt, um, who has done the Darn Tasty Corn Chips collection, which is really cool concept so that got dropped on the weekend that's gone really well and then uh, yeah apart from that i've sort of been following some other collections as well like the um the stocky studio or, or stotchy studio um they're a really cool collection as well so yeah all these guys are you know independent artists um i know both of those guys just one guy doing doing everything a bit like me so i always sort of try and hunt out those those collections i just want to thank people that have helped me out in the way that the community has been really awesome everyone's been super helpful um guys like uh, burst of energy has his um his twitch streams he's been a, a good promoter of mine right from day dot and yeah it's been excellent so just thanks to everyone that's helped out what's art without fan base so yeah basically one success is how to say muted to his collectors mm -hmm. if you don't have a strong collector base no matter exactly. what kind of art you are selling nobody will even notice it so yeah definitely Spot on. so in the previous episode we had an artist that advised to not waste so much time in touch with your fan base as you'll be losing time to create so how would you comment on that Oh, definitely. You've got to plan. You've got to split your time correctly. I mean, I had, you know, multiple nights where I've wanted to get a bit done towards my collection and I've jumped into the Telegram chat and next thing four or five hours are gone um, and haven't really got anywhere. You know, that that's valuable too, but you, you really need to plan your time quite well. And yeah, if, you, if you've got tasks that you need to do towards your creation, make sure you're knocking them out first. And then once you've got that done, you go and interact. But it's definitely a balance. Awesome. Any advice would you like to drop our audience or to our future artists that would like to join the Wax blockchain or to go to the NFT market? Yeah, have a plan, but also don't be afraid to make mistakes because it's the best way to learn. But if, if you've got a real good vision and a plan of what you want your collection to be from the start, it's going to help you in the long run. I'm a big fan of jumping in and just having a go, but there's lots. For my Series 1, I, I learned an awful lot that would have been, um, I would have saved a lot of time had I just actually done a few more days research. But, you know, if you want to get into it, do 
mint a couple of NFTs, send them out, do what you can to get your name out there, and then start building collection with your packs. Don't be afraid to ask questions. Guys like myself and, you know, people like Burst and even Matt from Corn Chips and that, like we've, we've been through it now and we're more than happy to answer questions. We're accessible on our Discords and, and Telegram pages. Don't be afraid to ask questions. We will do our best to answer them. If we don't know, we normally direct them to someone that we think might know. And that's the best thing we're finding. Most people are, are happy to help. One last question that came just to mind now. Would you recommend pack sales over individual drops? I think it depends on your, your content. Um, if you've got a lot of content and say like with my packs, I had a lot of different images that I wanted to send out and make it sort of a collectible thing, like get the whole set and I wanted enough to keep people interested. So I think the pack setup is perfect for, for my style. But then if you're more of a like a traditional artist that works on big pieces, you might be better selling them one at a time, doing very small mint runs at, at a higher price. I think it comes down to what kind of, yeah, it's an individual choice. But if, you, if you're putting a lot of time into an individual NFT, you're probably better doing it, releasing them individually, like doing a drop for that particular one. But if you've got lots of characters, you've got a bit of a story behind things, I think packs are the way to go. Thank you so much, Kyle, for your time today. It's a pleasure getting to know you. I wish you all the best and we'll be in touch. Thank you so much. Excellent. Thanks, mate. Thank you for listening to another episode of Crypto Untangled. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform so you never miss an episode. For more information, visit us at kryptonnewslebanon.com. We'll see you soon. See you soon.